Hi, I'm Simon Robinson. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 182 for the weekend, starting 7 July 2017. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, the home of South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, Acasa suspends its CEO. Also this week, Samsung delivers its biggest quarterly profit on record, likely beating Apple. And Simon will talk about MediaTek 2017. Plus, dot .africa domains go to the general availability, but they're still not cheap. And Vumatel to offer 200 megabits per second to home fiber. I can't wait to get it. It's time to do what we do best, and that's Talk Tech. Let's get this podcast on the road. Welcome to the show and welcome, Simon. Thanks for uh, joining us on Talk Central today. Great, great, Duncan. Good to be here. Regular listeners will know that uh, that is not Rechard speaking. <laughs> um, but Simon is uh, is joining us today to talk about a uh, tech trade show that's coming up. Uh, it's being hosted at the Dome, right, in Randburg. That's correct, yeah. We've and been doing it there for some time. Some time, yeah. And it's happening on the 19th to the 21st of uh, July this month. Simon, you're the head of a um, publishing company called Sun Circle Publishers, which owns, I think many of our readers will know the title Screen Africa. It's a well-known uh, uh, technology title. That first, especially, you tell us a bit about it. Well, yeah. I mean, Screen Africa has been going uh, a very long time. Um, focused very much on the, on the broadcast uh, and uh, film production uh, sector, looking at both technology and uh, the creative content. Great. And um, so you've got a number of titles in, in your pu- publishing house, um, and you do the Media Tech Africa uh, show every year. How long has it been going for now? We started in uh, 20, 2001, so some, some years ago now, uh, but we only do it every two years. Okay. Uh, which is, yeah, gives a technology a chance to catch up with us sometimes. Right, right. Okay. Okay. So what sort of uh, people attend, attend the show? Who, who are you trying to attract? Got a number of different verticals, uh, Duncan, that we focus on there. Um, broadcast and uh, film production technology being one uh, main vertical. Um, the other in the in the corporate uh, space is AV technology, and AV technology has played a massive role in integrating into uh, IP networks. Um, so that's a that's a major growth area for the show uh, and for the industry sector. And then live event technology, you mm-hmm. know, going to anything that you're going to see at a rock concert or anything like that. Um, that's what's going to be on show. Okay, so um, I, I attended the last uh, event and um, I uh, it was a, very difficult not to take my wallet out. I must say there was so much cool stuff there to buy. Um, I know it's not meant as a, a as a place to buy buy goods but more a showcase of technology but uh, there was so much stuff there and uh, you know especially in the podcasting space that I'm interested in if you're uh, if you're keen on on that sort of AV equipment it's a it's a great place to go and visit but you've got some interesting stuff coming up at this year's show uh, you've got a drone cage I saw uh, tell yeah, me a bit more drone about the cage yeah I mean the, the, the cage element is there to actually just uh, safe from a from a uh, safety point of view right. to uh, okay. keep it safe inside the dome but uh, yeah we've put it put together a drone cage um, and it's for demonstrations so we've got some guys coming out to come and uh, show you know the drones and the uh, camera technology around it that can be used on it and then also probably more importantly to talk about the legislation around uh, the use of drones from a commercial point of view you know it's a lot of people have got them and they're freely available to use uh, in a private space but as soon as it becomes a a commercial element to it yeah, somebody wants a piece of the action. Right, right. What, what else can we expect at this year's show? We've uh, put together another uh, concept, which we are calling Black Box. Uh, Black Box is uh, really a collaboration of uh, 
we've got uh, well, a lot of technology suppliers, but showcasing the creative side of uh, of MediaTek and what can mm-hmm. be achieved with that uh, creative. So there'll be a lot from uh, really keep a bit of it under wraps, but could, but uh, make make everyone come and see it. Um, but looking at it from a uh, from a lighting and um, and dance point of view and visual projection, yeah, yeah. It'll, yeah, yeah. So lots, buds. lots of cool stuff to to see at this year's uh, at this year's MediaTek. Well worth attending. So happening from the nineteenth to the twenty first of July at the Dome. How, how much does it cost to get in, Simon? Um, guys can register for free uh, okay. to go in if they do that before the fourteenth of July. So that's uh, next uh, week today. Yeah, if they can get onto MediaTek.co.za and they can register for free. Otherwise, it'll cost them hundred bucks to get in. Okay, so. not too much. Great. Well, uh, go check out the show. I went uh, last time around, and it's uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's quite a quite a marvel. You might want to leave your credit card behind, but uh, it's uh, it's it's a great show. And uh, looking forward to uh, attending this one. In fact, we're going to Rechad and I are going to be recording a podcast That's at right. the show this year. And I'm sure Rechad's looking forward to seeing that drone cage because he's actually done. The reason we're not recording with Rechad today um, is that he's gone down to the Eastern Cape uh, to uh, shoot a whole bunch of footage for some cycling race, I think, uh, with drones. So uh, he's oh, he's cool. very keen on drones. So um, I'm sure that. Uh, uh, he'll be very keen on that setup. So looking forward to coming to MediaTek this year and uh, recording a podcast there and also having a look at uh, the latest and greatest in AV equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Great. Yeah, lots in mobile journalism. Hey? There's a lot uh, has happened in that uh, space as well. And, and obviously in terms mm. of uh, um, – uh, from a from a broadcast point of view, not so much sort of linear broadcast, but you know a lot of um, uh, streamed content and that sort of thing in terms of how, mm. how guys are dealing with it. So there's yeah. lots of new tech there in terms of compressing it and and so on and so forth. Okay, great stuff, great stuff. So uh, if 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 the stuff in any way interests you, uh, broad broadly broadcasting media related uh, technology stuff, then uh, MediaTek is definitely the the show to uh, to go to. But Simon, we need to uh, get on to our regular features in this podcast. And uh, one thing Rechard and I do every Friday afternoon when we record is to do a quiz. Uh, and uh, we'll give the answers to the quiz at the end of the show. It's really about the latest uh, happenings in the in the news space. Uh, test our listeners a bit, perhaps. Uh, see if they've been paying attention during the week to what's happening in the tech news. But uh, Simon, do you want to uh, ask the first question we have this week? Yeah, great. Eh? So first question up. Uh, MTN Group this week said it is hiring a new procurement chief. Who is he? Our second question, ICASA has suspended its CEO, Pagamile Pongwana, on a precautionary basis, whatever that means. Who has replaced him at ICASA in an acting capacity? Right, third up, uh, which car maker this week said it'll stop making fuel-only cars by 2019? Quite amazing story, that. Fourth question this week, uh, uh, and related to the, the, the last question, which country will ban the sale of fuel-based cars, in other words, diesel and petrol engine cars, by 2040? Right, and the last one, question number five, which fitness wearables maker this week said it was going into liquidation? That's our quiz. We'll uh, get to the answers to that at the end of the show, but uh, let's jump into our regular features now, and uh, lots of news happening this week. Uh, Simon, uh, the um, probably the biggest news this week, uh, although it's not clear what exactly happened, was the news that the CEO of communications regulator ICASA has been suspended on what the organization is calling a precautionary basis it's not quite clear what they uh, mean by that but um you know suspended suspended on a precautionary basis and they haven't said why um so it just leaves the market to speculate on what might be going on it's it's interesting that this organization has um has you know reached this point uh they've um i think historically been uh 
under-resourced. Uh, they've, they've historically, um, I think the industry's criticized them a lot over some of the decisions they've made over the years. Um, but just over the last year or so, they they seem to have um, they seem to have decided to break ranks with their um, political masters, if I could call them that, um, over the Spectrum auction. Uh, you'll know that um, uh, the uh, that Dicasa has um, taken a, a stance directly opposite to the mm. position taken by the Minister of Telecommunications and Postal Services on the allocation of Spectrum. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting, mm. interesting point that, and uh, yeah, I'm not too sure what the sort of play on it is with them breaking ranks with, uh, you know, with government in that because you know they really are largely a government organisation exactly. themselves as well. Yeah, indeed. It seems a bit like the the right hand's not talking to the left. Indeed, indeed, it's exactly what it seems like. Yeah. And of course, that whole matter is is before the courts. Although apparently the Minister of Telecommunications has been seeking an out of court settlement, they haven't been able to reach agreement on that. Uh, this, this all goes, of course, down to um, how exactly the, the spectrum for 4G LTE is going to be allocated in South Africa. It's an issue that's been going dragging on for many years now. Um, yeah. We still haven't uh, – we've barely started our digital migration process, never mind uh, uh, talking about making that digital dividend spectrum that the broadcasters are currently sitting on available uh, yeah, that the, seems to have been dragging out for for many years now, and yeah. it, it really needs to come to a head. It does in, indeed. Interestingly enough, uh, within the uh, within the AV industry, there's uh, a fair number of rumblings around that uh, spectrum as well, uh, and its uh, impact on uh, a lot of the wireless technology used in the in the microphones, etc. Oh yes, yeah. So you know they've been been lobbying at uh, at a caster as well. Oh, that's that. interesting. Okay, which uh, do you know which spectrum or fan? I actually don't know okay. the spectrum or fan. I just knew it was a bit of a bit of an uproar because of interference. Issues? Totally before for interference issues. Oh, and I, I, if I'm correct, I do recall them saying that I think a lot of the um, existing technology would no longer be uh, licensed and fall into the correct spectrums, and that would be ah. uh, a ma- major issue. Oh, that's an interesting one. I hadn't come across yeah. that before. Um, I must do a bit more research on that. Um, interesting. Thanks, Simon. Um, so anyway, um, ICASA suspends its CEO. It's fighting with the minister. Uh, are the two related? I don't know. Um, uh, we we shall see. It'll, I guess it'll play out in the media and uh, uh, in the, the short term. These things always have a tendency to do that, don't yeah. they? Uh, but um, ICASA, historically an underfunded organisation, um, seems to have, you know, um, become a little more. Uh, um, Assertive, I suppose, is the right word to use in the last little while, and uh, now a CEO is suspended. Whether the two are, li- are linked, we'll find out in due course, I'm sure. So, probably not too much more to say on that subject. So, uh, let's talk about Samsung and um, what a remarkable yeah. turnaround story this that's is. A, that's a huge uh, turnaround after the debacle from last year. I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, this is an organisation that had a major, major crisis with a leading product, the Note Seven, of course, the Galaxy yeah. Note Seven. Uh, for those who, for the very few listeners, if any, who, don't, who aren't aware, their phones were exploding, catching fire, and they had to recall the entire line at a cost of at least six billion US dollars. Um, huge uh, impact on the company, and of course, at the same time, they've been caught up in the scandal uh, involving alleged corruption by the uh, by the, the by the by, in the Korean government, which cost the president her job. Yeah, she was impeached, um, and Samsung's um, CEO, uh, one of their top executives, uh, I think he's their CEO now. Yeah, um, executive chairman. I'm not sure yeah. what title they use. Jay Lee uh, has right. been in court, uh, was arrested, spent time in jail. In fact, uh, so they've been caught up in a political um, scandal in Korea at the same time that they've had this uh, they had this disaster with the Note Seven product. 
So they had to do everything they could to when it came to the Galaxy S8, which was their next flagship phone that they would be releasing. Uh, uh, they had to do, they had to they had to pull out all the stops to make sure this was a fantastic device. It appears they've succeeded. Yeah, it does. I mean, from the units that they're selling there, it's, it is really quite remarkable. But one one does wonder how, actually how long, and it's probably more of a more of a question: is mm. how long does that R and D actually, you know, is it sitting in in line for? Because when they had that disaster, um, they must have known pretty quickly that you know the the S eight was going to come online soon and actually pull them out of it. Because I mean, their shares tumbled at that. You know, that lost a huge amount of share yeah. value at that. Uh, yeah. That point, I haven't actually seen how much that's pulled back. Oh, it's risen. I was looking at a share graph this morning. Uh, I stand to be corrected, but I think from October last year to now, it's doubled. Goodness. Uh, So they've added billions, tens of billions of dollars to their valuation. Uh, And uh, um, the numbers that were published this morning, I think it was for their second quarter. uh, It's the biggest quarter uh, uh, in terms of profitability in their history. Um, They have not reported a greater operating profit in their entire history than they did in the last three months. It's unbelievable. And that's on the back of strong sales of the Galaxy S8, which has been hugely well received. Um, I I, I don't think I've I've yet to read a bad review of the S8. No. Um, It's it's been very well received by the market. And uh, while I don't think they've published any specific sales numbers for it just yet, uh, uh, certainly it's it's proved to be one of, if not the biggest smartphone seller in their history. Uh, And they had to do something special, right? Because um, Apple's... um, is going to we know Apple's going to be doing something special this year because it's the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. Well, we hope so. I mean, I, I've I've almost been disappointed with what they've been doing over the last uh, couple of releases. Okay. It always just seemed to be a, you know, a little upgrade and a yeah. little upgrade and uh, nothing groundbreaking, but um well, in my opinion, nothing yes. groundbreaking. Are you an Apple user? I'm an Apple user. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So a, you wanted to a, see more in the latest. I, I wanted please. to see definitely more in the <laughs> in, in in that, but um yeah, I mean, I I do think that uh um, yeah, what Samsung have done there is is quite remarkable, and and mm. such a turnaround, and and to also not lose that market credibility, you know, to lose that, it's a massive impact yes. on their brand yes. and cause them huge reputational damage. Yes, but you know the the market has been has been yeah kind to them and mm. and uh, come back and and supported them. Mm. Yeah, I mean the, the reputational damage was enormous. I mean, every time you got on an airplane, they would make an announcement saying, "If you have a Samsung Galaxy Note Seven, please send yeah, it in, absolutely. <laughs> or whatever they required." Incredible. You to do. Yeah, um, that that's that must be very damaging for a brand. Yeah, uh, but they they pulled out all the stops on the Samsung Galaxy S Eight. I don't know if you've used one. Uh, I haven't. It's, it's a I remarkable. Really? It's a remarkable device. Uh, um, uh, um, you know, the market's give, forgiven them. Um, yeah, I, I really find find it actually quite amazing. I didn't mm. think that they would be so uh, so forgiving when you when you look at kind of you know BlackBerry and when they kind of went mm. off the you know it just seemed to be like an absolute downhill yes. uh, slope. Not that they had a similar similar uh, problem, but I mean just in terms of reputational uh, damage, etc. Yes, that they started to incur, and it just seemed like a slippery slope that they just didn't get off. Yeah, yeah, but uh, somehow they managed to do it. Maybe there's a Someone, I no doubt, will write an MBA on it and uh, a case study on on how, how exactly Samsung managed this crisis. And of yeah. course, it's uh, we're not far off now from Samsung announcing the Galaxy Note Eight or whatever the device is called, yeah. presumably the Note Eight. That's what I was saying. I, it it mm. astounds me is how quickly they can actually just turn out these different ones. In other words, yeah. you know, two years ago, probably you know, nine was on the table and being uh, being developed. Eh? Which uh, I mean, I think it's true. I think it is. You know, we are probably you know at least uh, eighteen months to two years behind in terms. Of a lot of that R&D. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the amount of money that these companies 
companies commit to R&D is quite staggering. Yeah. Billions and billions and billions of dollars every year. So, I mean, we've seen it uh, quite a lot in uh, – interesting uh, take on it is seeing that R&D come out where we go to the international broadcast shows and you see, um, you know, 3D technology being at the, the – the the hub of it all mm-hmm. kind of two years before uh, the screens were avail- readily available mm-hmm. so uh, i would probably say it is a two-year lead time at least yeah 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 but it's gonna be interesting to see what that note 8 device is the rumors are out there already that it's going to have a 6.3 inch screen so these these are these are getting to big phone big phone territory but um the the, the fact that samsung managed to shrink the bezel on the s8 made it feel like a much smaller phone than it was uh, yeah. i mean the small version of the s8 is 5.8 inches uh, what's the size? What's the small iPhone? Is it 4.7, 4.8? Yeah, I think it's around 4.7, 4.8, yeah. somewhere around there. Now, the 5.8 inch, uh, regular S8 feels like about the same size as a really? small iPhone. Sure. Uh, so maybe slightly bigger, but, clever, but not much bigger because of the fact they've managed to shrink the bezel so much. So I've got no doubt that, um, Apple's new iPhone, which by the way is rumored to be called the iPhone X or the iPhone 10. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Um, okay. so the rumor the is they're going to be three, three versions of the iPhone now coming out. So they're going to, they're going to have the iPhone 8. Yeah. Uh, which will be the follow up to the, sorry, yeah, because the, yeah, it's, it's, it's the seven plus, uh, seven and the seven, seven plus, plus at the moment. Correct. So the rumor is it's going to be the iPhone eight, which will replace the, the seven, um, uh, the iPhone eight plus, or which will replace the seven plus. Uh, and these will be iterative. You know, you spoke about okay. how un- unhappy you were yeah. about the iterative improvements each year. I think that's what these devices are going to bring to the market. They may have a price cut as well. So they'll be quite similar to that iPhone seven, yeah. uh, de- those iPhone seven devices. 7S devices, they're called, yes. yeah. Um, so they'll be quite similar to those. Uh, uh, these are the rumors anyway. Um, possibly a price cut, and then there'll be the new flagship, which will be yeah. very expensive. And I think they've had to come in at that price cut when you when they're you know, competing so heavily with uh, the likes of Samsung that are offering mm. such a huge range, mm. you know, right from – you know, low end right, right to the absolute top end yeah. uh, of the market. And, you know, Apple have traditionally just kind of taken that piece off the top. Mm. Yeah. They've, they've tried to, Apple's tried to push down a little bit into, mm. uh, into that middle market with devices like the 5C. Correct. But they, from what I can tell, they haven't been that successful with those. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it actually has been very successful. Mm. Um, but it, it definitely must be to try and, you know, capture that market share. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I, d- I don't think Apple is ever going to be interested in that lower end market. I don't think they they want to push volume no. over over um over what do you call it the price high end high end devices yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they're quite comfortable uh I don't, I don't know if it's the case anymore but at one point apple was capturing more than 100 percent of the profit of the entire smartphone industry more than 100 percent of the profit Good which meant that there were loss making players elsewhere in the industry so yeah. they were making more than 100 percent of the total profit Sure. In, in the industry, once you factored in the loss makers. The other interesting thing that I think has uh, come about within the, within, uh, uh, cell phones and, you know, this increasing size of devices. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that must literally be obliterating the, the, you know, the, the tablets and the iPads of, uh, what we've got. We've seen those numbers from Apple on the yeah. iPad. They've, they've been, Tumbled. they've been in decline quarter after quarter after quarter. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we've seen it also in, in terms of, uh, um, people accessing our sites and so on and so forth. Yeah. There's just been, you know, from an internet point of view, people accessing, uh, you know, the uh, website, mm. majority of it's now coming off, off a, off a phone. Uh, yes. and, you know, I think we all knew that, but the the tablets have been tumbling. Yes, yes. Uh, we've seen the same thing indeed. And that the rise of mobile 
the mobile web in South Africa has been absolutely amazing over the last yeah. few years. On our site, it used to be 80% desktop, 20% mobile. Now it's yeah. probably 60% mobile, 40% yeah, we've desktop. Very, very similar numbers. Mm. I think we mm. actually went up to be just short of 70% of a mobile phone now. Wow. Which is, um, yeah. And we saw a, a decline from about 4% to 2% on a, uh, on a tablet, mm. Mm. which is minute. I wonder where that, that ratio settles eventually. Um, cause desktop won't disappear. I don't think, de- yeah, de- desktop's not going dis- to disappear around that. Um, I mean, I think tablet will just fall off the, yeah. fall off the side of the earth, actually. Do you um, use a tablet anymore? Very, very selectively. Um, I mean, I do, uh, but more in a sort of personal space. Sometimes when I'm actually, uh, on, uh, looking at, at maps and things like that, right. and I want something a little bit bigger. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, otherwise not really at all. Okay. I mean, it's, uh, I think what, what I'm getting off, uh, off a phone is, Perfect, and yeah. with a pair of glasses, it helps. And you also don't need to upgrade that tablet like you do your phone as, as often no, as you No, absolutely. Need. You buy yeah. it and you leave it for years. Yeah. And I think that's the problem for these guys because on, on, on the smartphone side of things, they can push these upgrades every two years. Yeah. On the tablet side of things, you buy, an, you buy an iPad now, you probably don't need to replace it for six, seven, eight years, if ever. Yeah. You don't, I mean, unless it just becomes totally out of, out of know, date, yeah. totally out of date, and mm-hmm. they're just not doing any software updates, but updates. But I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. And the other thing that amazes me within this, uh, within the smartphone, uh, world is, I mean, most of these phones are actually costing a lot more than, you know, laptops or desktops. And, yeah, you know, yeah, they're really, very expensive. They yeah. really have got expensive. And they, the, the, ra- essence, the RAND, uh, of course, also had an impact. It has had a huge mm. impact. Mm. But, I mean, they've become literally like disposable devices. You know, they're two yeah. years old and they're done. It's yeah. kind of almost accepted that, you know, after two years you get another one. Yeah. You, you certainly wouldn't consider doing that with your computer. You wouldn't spend 15 – I mean, a high-end iPhone 7S Plus, I think, costs north of 20,000 Rand. Yeah. Uh, the the, I, the uh, Samsung Galaxy S8 uh, Plus is – uh, I think around seventeen and a half thousand rand. Yeah, it's um, a lot of money. You pay, you're it's a lot of money to a, drop every a, two years. Yeah, and you're dropping that on a on a laptop or something like that. You, I yeah. don't think you'd be replacing it every two years. Yeah, I think consumers probably do it because their operators incentivize them to do it. You know, here's another contract. Mm. We'll pay you. We'll 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 basically give you an interest free loan to pay this thing off. It's an interesting model that the uh, cell phone operators have actually got um, because it's not. I mean, it's not something that is uh, a global model, really. I mean, mm. there are a lot of countries that don't do that. You actually got to buy your device. And, yes. And I would think that you, they're not certainly in those countries are not getting the turnover of uh, devices that we're seeing here yeah. or in countries that are yeah. where the operators are subsidizing mm. it. Of course, it's only at that high-end contract end of the market. I mean, the mass market yeah. in South Africa is buying a phone cash yeah. at PEP stores. Sure, uh, but, uh, but they're certainly not buying a, you know, a 15,000 rand phone too often. True. No. So – Never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I, I was very interested to see this acquisition that Blue Label Telecoms announced, uh, I think a week and a half ago now, 3G Mobile, which is one of the big uh, handset distributors in South yeah, Africa. Very interesting. And what they want to do through that is there's a financing arm to that. And what they want to do is I think they want to, they want to start to introduce cell phone financing and financing of other electronic goods like decoders and that sort okay. of thing to a bigger market, not just the top end of the contract market okay. as we see now. So I think they're making a big play in, in that regard and possibly working through Cell C as well in doing that. Probably a massive market for them. Absolutely. Potentially. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, we, uh, we went a bit off topic there. We were <laughs> chatting about Samsung's profits and ended up talking about Blue Label. Um, but uh, we need to take an ad break, uh, Simon. We'll be back right after this. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. 
we're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity for business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Honey, why can't I download any more series? Dad, my game just bombed. Daddy, I was speaking to Kevin and my cord just cut out. With uncapped Vox Fiber to the home, reaching your cap is a thing of the past. You can have all your devices connected all the time. Get unlimited browsing, unlimited calling, and unlimited entertainment. Vox Fiber, now uncapped. T's and C's apply. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Welcome back to the show. How's it, Simon? Great. Good. Thanks, Duncan. Um, so I had a fascinating interview this week, uh, which we podcast on Tech Central about uh, Dot Africa, the new geographic top-level domain. I got that right. GTLD, uh, which um, finally uh, has become available this year. Uh, they've gone through a process. There was first a sunrise period, which I think was launched on the 4th of April. Uh, where trademark holders could uh, submit their valid trademarks to a trademark clearinghouse, um, and then they could register the trademarks um, before the rest of the market could r- you know run in and, and register those those Quite, company names. Yeah, and uh, try and sell them back for for, for thousands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Although I was amazed when I look, was looking last night at some of the names available for registration, how many uh, major trade names are not Still- registered, like Coca Cola dot Africa. <laughs> Really? Is available to register if you want to do it now. <laughs> at a premium though. At a premium. I don't think it was even at a premium. I'd have to, really? uh, I'd have to check. In fact, while I'm, I've got my computer open here. Let's have a look. Coke, uh, cola dot Africa. Let's see if it's been taken. But, um, so there's been this process that we've gone through and then there was a, a, a land rush phase. I think they called it where, um, it was very expensive to register and their prices come down significantly over a period of four weeks. And as of this week, as of the, the 4th of July, uh, it is um, possible for you and me, anybody, to uh, register a domain. Uh, some have still been, um, uh, yeah, there we go, Coca-Cola.Africa, available for 2700 on Lexenergy. Yeah, maybe they can sell that back to, to Coca-Cola, <laughs> but I'm not sure whether that'll yeah. fly. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure it's, it's worth the risk of going out there and registering a whole bunch of um, trademarked names um, because you probably have a lot of lawyers. A lot of litigation, a lot yeah. of litigation ahead of you, probably far more costs. Yeah. Please, you know, please just reimburse me my 2,700 rand. No, <laughs> we're taking you to court. Yeah. <laughs> I probably don't want to risk that. But uh, there, there are plenty of great names available. So uh, from the 4th of July, um, you can go through, there's a whole range of these. Uh, they have to be ICANN accredited uh, registries. Um, so it's not the whole gamut of registries that are available in South Africa. There's a, maybe a dozen of them that you, that are available. But if you go to the ZACR website, you'll find a list of the available registries. I've been using Lex Synergy to uh, register a few of them. They're quite a good service. Slightly pricier than some of the others. Uh, but, um, they're, um, they're, they're, you know, they've, they're, the, ser- I found the service to be quite good. So I, c- I could recommend them if you're looking for a, a registry. Uh, and, um, I, I've registered a couple of these uh, names already. Now, uh, if you're looking for, um, a fairly uncommon name, then you'll be able to register them now for about two and a half thousand rand, uh, between two and a half and 
2,700 rand. So if you want to, um, uh, you know, I don't know, register um, si- Simon, for example, yeah. if Simon is taken, <laughs> uh, Simon.Africa, uh, if it's available, you'll, you'll, you'll pay you'll about 2,500 rand for it. If you wait until the 2nd of August, that Which price will drop substantially again to 18 US dollars, um, whatever the rand equivalent of that is, maybe 200, uh, 250 rand or so. You, uh, you, you're uh, speculating quite far in advance with the, with the rate that the currency oh, could fluctuate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it looks to me like the price is going to drop by, uh, it's going to drop to one tenth of what it is now on the 2nd of August. Yeah, which is substantial. I mean, it's. However, if you want to get access to one of these domains, Without the the risk of of potentially losing it by then, because it's a name that people might want, then you should register it now before the price drop. And is that just an initial registration fee, or is that then? And then there's obviously an, an annual there's uh, an annual annual cost in terms of that, but it's the, not an annual fee of uh, two thousand. No, an initial registration. It's an initial registration cost, and it's ele- elevated at this level. And I think I think renewals are either twelve dollars or eighteen dollars. Oh, okay, so uh, so you're not going to pay that two thousand five hundred rand every year. Uh, just yeah. for accessing one of these domains early, uh, but you do you do pay for the privilege of of securing access before uh, before the the, the price drop. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, I mean, there are lots of domains that I'm interested in registering. For example, yeah. I want to register my surname, mycloud.africa. Oh, nice. But I'm not going to do it now uh, yeah. because I don't think there's going to be a huge demand for people registering that name now. I'll, I'll get in there pretty soon after the price drops. Duncan, you've just opened yourself up to a bit of uh, exploitation. That's I think true. One of, one of your listeners is going to do that and then uh, drop you a mail and say, <laughs> "Forgot there was a microphone <laughs> in front of me." <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I was um, I was able to get in a bit earlier. I managed to register a couple of uh, cool domains which uh, which I'm quite excited about including podcasts.africa I can mention these because I've got them now yeah, and uh, and technology.africa which yeah. I was surprised I was able I'm to I'm not going to mention the couple that I spoke about uh, <laughs> a few moments no, ago No, not a good idea <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that and I'll see if I can get hold of them <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff You do that Simon um, So if you search a name like um, i trying to think of an example now uh, a common name like um, i trying to think uh uh, what's the one that might be in demand? Let's say um, continent.africa. Um, that's probably a, a name that's been, uh, that, that, that will generate quite a bit of interest. Now, yeah, I've done a search on that and it's listed as premium. Okay. Now that fetches a price of around 8,000, 8,500 rand. My understanding is that price stays. So even after the price drop, you're going to pay whether it's eight thousand five hundred rand or it's a lower premium, I'm not sure. Okay. But you're going to pay a high price to get access, a higher price to get access to those keywords which, they, which they've pre-identified yeah. prior to this process. Property Africa. Exactly that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and and I've been watching some of the names uh, out of interest um, uh, to see you know how they're being registered, and, and a lot of the the the, the more popular. Uh, domain names uh, are being snapped up. So you, you go back a few hours later and you see it's disappeared and it's been registered to someone. So there's a lot of a lot activity of going on. Yeah. There's a lot of activity going on. I've noticed one particular um, registrant in California who has bought what looks like hundreds of different domains. So I'm guessing it's a someone who's buying these up in order yeah. to flip them at a profit. Uh, which And I guess there are quite a lot of guys who do that. Uh, makes sense. Early days, get in early. Um, 
people realize down the line, oh, I would love to do something like uh, shop.africa. Africa, yeah. And then, oh, who owns shop.africa? Oh, okay, yeah. maybe we'll pay him 200,000 rand for that domain and the guy makes a big profit. Sure, yeah, risky <laughs> business. Eh? I don't know if I, I, I'd take that one on eh? yeah. because you might, as, as you were saying, might land up in uh, litigation with uh, depending on who you're doing it with. Yeah, I think that's why you avoid the, the, the obvious the trademark names. Yeah. Uh, the other one I noticed that hadn't been registered is shoprite.africa. Listen, um, I mean, with the, I really with the move that they've made on uh, on, on, Africa, on Africa, it's yeah. been uh, yeah second to none. I think that's a, a bit of an oversight by Shoprite because uh, you one would have thought that that organisation of that size involved yeah. in that space should have should have uh, registered that, that domain. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Um, and if they don't, certainly if they don't pick it up by the 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 second, you know, someone is going to buy it and sit on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when it's eighteen dollars, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, that's what a price it really is. Hey? Yeah, yeah. So I think the other one that's uh, interesting for people who live in on this continent will be to get uh, domains that will give them a nice email address. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you register Robinson.Africa, for example, you could your email address could yeah. be Simon at Robinson.Africa. Robinson. Yeah, yeah, which absolutely. is a, which is a fantastic uh, email address. Yeah. Um, and I think people will be thinking of different ways of of, of matching words together that. to be creative. Yeah. yeah, and I would imagine it'll also help with uh, some of the sort of uh, search engine optimization on sites as well. Possibly, yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly. Um, definitely, when you've got uh, you know the right content in the, in your domain name, it definitely does help as well. I mean, I'm not no expert at search engine optimization and that sort of thing, but. Um, you know, the fact that this is a top-level domain rather than a secondary-level domain like co.za is may have an impact on search engines. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, the sort of search engines have got so so clued up as to where you're actually searching from mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So I that's don't know true. whether that's sort of uh, affecting that from a from a .co.za point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you if your market's down here, that's I don't think it'll affect you too much. No, that's way. true. That's true. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, they definitely know that you're on the African continent. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you look at the the tourism market, there's a lot, you know, a lot around Africa and and mm. other investment sort of opportunities and that sort of thing. Mm. I think there's there are probably going to be some very clever names coming out. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So uh, if you want to get hold of uh, one of those names, you better go do it soon. I think is the message here. <laughs> mm. Note to self. Note to self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, our last item in news this week was uh, uh, something um, which actually didn't come from Vumatel. Interestingly enough, uh, it, it seems that Vumatel was uh, having discussions with internet service providers about launching a new uh, speed point for uh, fiber to the home on its network, and then the ISPs leaked it uh, or published it. And one of them published it on its website, and another one issued a press release. Uh, Vumatel itself actually hasn't said anything about. It, but um, it appears that Vumatel is introducing a 200 megabit per second fiber to the home package. Uh, you'll know previously they had up to 100 megs a second, and then they, there was a big jump up to one gig a second. Yes. And I don't think very many people went for that one gig option just because it was so expensive. Uh, uh, I think, in fact, I think only one ISP was offering it, uh, at least initially, and that was MWeb. I think AfriHost might be having offering a one gig, uh, one gig to home, really, one I, gig I, to I home. I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, MWeb, I know, is price, pricing a one gig down, hundred meg up, five hundred gig of data a month for two and a half thousand rand. So it's quite pricey. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it is pricey. Um, I, I know that AfriHost on its website is offering a one gigabit per second uncapped, uncontended service for 50,000 rand a month. <laughs> Good heavens. Yeah. You must have a, have real, real uh, needs around uh, moving huge amounts of data amounts very quickly. Yeah, indeed. Um, I wonder if they've got a single customer on that uh, on that package. Maybe a big business. I don't know. Yeah, maybe some. Actually, uh, I mean, strangely enough, mm. in the in the media space, some of the guys that are actually mo- you know moving uh, you know huge amounts of media around and yeah. that sort of thing. It's uh, if you're you know, a broadcaster, they, that would make sense. Absolutely. Mm. You know, you need to get a you know you need to get a um, commercial to to a broadcaster very yeah. quickly. Yeah. You need huge amounts of, uh, especially uh, as the quality of video keeps getting better and better. I mean, we're, mm. we're moving from we're moving from full HD to 4K. Yeah, um, 4K is. I mean, you you know Ultra this better HD, than I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is going to be uh, this is going to be the new standard sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, TV manufacturers. I mean, at CES this year, they were already talking about launching 8K TV sets. Yeah, they are talking about that. I mean, and and what's quite interesting when we go over to uh, the broadcast shows. I mean, they've been talking about that for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, and it's it's around how do they actually manage that content on the back end and how do they actually produce that kind of content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's you know the the first hurdle. Yeah. So yeah, it'll definitely become. Coming uh, into into shops very soon. Yeah, I want to ask you a bit about TV, Simon. While I've got you here, but um, just let's just um, finish on that Vumatel subject. So, two hundred megs per second. Uh, it appears, looking at the um, ISP pricing, that um, there may have been some uh, price cuts by Vumatel as well on some of their packages because some of the ISPs have cut. Uh, I think they're fifty and hundred meg pricing. So there may be a general move down with the maybe the two hundred meg package coming into the old hundred meg pricing or maybe slightly above it. I get that impression. We haven't seen anything official from Vumatel yet, um, but I'm hoping that's the case anyway. I'm on I'm on a hundred meg connection at home from Vumatel, and I'd love to move up to the two hundred meg. Not that I need it. I just like to be <laughs> just so that you can say you've got it. Indeed. But, uh, yeah. No. I mean, it is remarkable. Have you seen that over the last number of years? The mm. how the how the packages have kind of worked on that sliding scale yeah. and and, uh, and chopped down. Um, yeah. So, but I, I mean, I'm still astounded at, you know, the home user using that, that kind of, uh, volume of, of data because, you know, a lot of the, uh, broadcasters and that, if you're streaming content, I mean, they've, they've got some very clever algorithms and they, they do. they're, you know, manipulating the, the quality of the content that you're yeah. getting, yeah. uh, to your line and it, and it works very efficiently. Yeah. I mean, pretty much above 10 megs a second, you're fine, yeah. even for 4K broadcasts. So maybe if you want to have two 4K streams, you'd need a 25 meg connection, but I think even for 4K, I think it might uh, battle a bit, yeah. um, in terms of that. But I think the, because I, you, you're actually not getting that sort of 4K, you know, it's, it's, um, filtering it down. So yeah, yeah. you're not getting a true 4K. At it's that. compressed as well. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, I subscribe. I don't know if you subscribe to any of the streaming uh, services. I do. Oh, you do. Which ones yeah. do you use as a matter of interest? I've I've actually been using. Um, um, well, I mean, from a music point of view, I'm a big Spotify fan. Okay, that's my my thing. And, and on video, uh, sorry, and on the video side, and on video, um, um, I've, I've dabbled with Showmax. I'm battling a bit with the content, okay. um, but otherwise, just using. Um, I've gone to Netflix. Netflix, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they've yeah. certainly do seem to have taken the, the early lead yeah. uh, in the space. Um, I subscribe to, I'm actually on all three at the moment, um, but I'm ast- constantly astonished by the quality of the picture I get from Amazon Prime, oh, um, yeah. streaming at full 1080p. Um, I don't know what it is they're doing, or perhaps there's just slightly less compression on their services and okay. service than there is on Netflix. Certainly, you can see the quality difference with Showmax, which only broadcasts or streams at 720p, yeah. and you can definitely see the quality difference. Um, I've been watching; uh, we've been watching uh, American Gods on um, 
on on uh, on Amazon Prime. That's based on the Neil Gaiman uh, yes. novel. A very good show, um, and the the quality of the image is phenomenal. I, I don't have a 4K TV, only a 1080p TV, but uh, the picture is is drop dead gorgeous. It's amazing. Yeah, I've definitely seen a seen a compression on uh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, based on the line that I've you know working on, it's yeah. definitely a compression. But you know, it's not something that yeah irritates me. So right, yeah, yeah. kind of. Uh, Watch yeah. it and enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, hopefully we'll have some uh, more uh, specific uh, information around this Vimatel 200 meg service quite soon. Uh, it is understood they're planning to launch it on the first of August. Uh, so that's just three, just over three weeks away. So uh, we, we should have broader a broader view of it soon. Have they got quite a good footprint, Vimatel, in terms of? Uh, it's, it seems to the- be a race. Uh, there's a there's a there's a, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a two horse race because there's so many players in the in the home fiber market at the moment. But um, certainly uh, it's 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 uh, the, the two leading contenders, and that's um, OpenServe and Vimatel. Okay. I think OpenServe is a little he- ahead. Um, they've been rolling out very aggressively. Uh, but Vumatel uh, is also um, big, uh, especially in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg and increasingly in Cape Town. And they're putting their own infrastructure down? They're not going off the backbone of someone else? No, it's all their own infrastructure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, They started in Parkhurst, then they moved to those other parks areas yes. in northern Joburg and then moved up. To, I think it was Linden, Blegari. And then suddenly they seem to explode. I think they got some yeah. more funding, and then they were in Fourways and Randburg and okay. uh, East, not the East Rand, but Eastern suburbs of Johannesburg. I see now they're extending into Krugersdorp and and all, yes. all over the place. So if you go, go to their map, their their coverage is is actually quite extensive now. Um, and now they've they've um, they've um, they're building in Cape Town, and they've just bought a small player in Durban to start work in interesting in, in that city as well. But OpenServe has also been making huge investments. Of course, they're part of Telcom. We saw um, okay. we saw uh, uh, at their um, recent annual results presentation how their capex spend has risen sharply uh, on the back of bigger investment okay. in in, op- in uh, OpenServe fiber. And I think that uh, they've um, I think Vumatel's actually given them a bit of sh- bit of a shock to the system. I, I think that. Uh, you know, Telcom has always enjoyed this monopoly in last mile um, fixed line infrastructure in yeah. South Africa. Then suddenly, out of the blue, two, two and a half, three years ago, along comes Vimatel. Oh, we, let's go and experiment in Parkhurst. I think Telcom was probably thinking, you know, okay, all right, you know, we're the big, we're the big uh, guys in yeah. this industry. These are some little startups that can go play in Parkhurst, that sort of thing. And I think they were, I think, I think Telcom, I get the impression that Telcom was t- a bit shocked at the speed at which Vumatel rolled it out, rolled it out, got mm-hmm. traction and, and sort of, and then I think that what we're seeing now from open is a reaction to that. And I think it's good for consumers. Um, absolutely very good for consumers. But you know, it, it surprised me when Neotel, uh, went to market that they actually didn't go, uh, to market purely on the, on, uh, Focusing on on business and and putting fiber in because I think they were ahead of the game. Yeah, and they actually probably would have had a big jump on on people, but mm-hmm. they've tried to focus very much on, you know, on a on a Wi-Fi um, service and um, and on the consumer. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of missed the boat there. I think they missed an opportunity. Yeah, but I think Neotel's Neotel's had its own set of challenges. Um, yeah. I think they're going to be a very different organization now that Liquid Telecom has brought them out. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've uh, interfaced with Liquid Telecom. At, uh, I actually haven't. Uh, I mean, I obviously yeah. saw that. I mean, we use their service at the at the office. Okay. Um, uh, Neotel. So Neotel I've seen, service. I've seen okay. the transition with with Liquid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I haven't uh, followed them much. Yeah, they're they're an interesting company. They're owned by uh, Econet, which is the okay. company started by Strive Masiwa, the Zimbabwean billionaire. Um, they were the uh, they are the biggest. Um, wireless operator in Zimbabwe. I think they operate in a couple of other markets as well. But um, Liquid Telecom was, I think, really created as a 
effective I, I stand to be corrected here but i think they were created as effectively a, a backhaul provider for these for these wireless networks including econet so they would deploy fiber okay. between these territories and suddenly this became a really big business um and now they've got fiber connecting all the way from east africa down to south africa across all these countries they've built data centers in kenya they're building a new data center here in johannesburg um they've been hugely successful and they've raised a huge amount of money as well um i i suspect that a listing is next on the cards possibly in the next year or two yeah uh, they've already made noises about a, a potential listing so uh, we could we could actually have two uh, telco listings coming to market in the next few years in liquid Great. telecom and of course cell c yeah mm. of course yeah so um I wanted to come back to TVs. You're, mm. you're, uh, you specialize in the, in the AV broadcast solutions market, et cetera. <laughs> um, is it worth buying a 4K TV at this, at this stage? I, I know the prices yeah, have come down. No, they have. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I suppose it's, it's personal, you know, around yeah. that, uh, you know, and, you know, I play in that space and, and I have to say that I don't actually have okay. one. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, and I, and I'm, and I'm not, uh, uh, fussed by the kind of compression that I get out of streaming mm. and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is remarkable. It just gets more and more, uh, amazing in terms of what, the, what they can actually, uh, produce. I think, uh, HD, what's it, HDR, high dynam dynamic range. Yeah. I think that's playing a bigger impact in terms of what, uh, we can actually see as consumers in terms of, uh, change, yeah. uh, in color and so on. So you're getting far, far more greater impact from, uh, the impact of, uh, HDR, um, then, um, necessarily going to 8K. But I mean, that's mm. just my kind of perception of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you're getting far more, uh, changes in, 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 strange enough in, in your blacks and your shadows and things like that. Yeah. Uh, with, with HDR. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, the world is starting to move to OLED. Um, yeah. I think there's still a lot of debate about whether OLED will be the dominant technology. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, it's, it's early days, uh, for that one. I don't know whether we'll see a great, great change around that, but yeah, mm. I think it's early days there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, OLED is promising these much thinner, lighter TVs with, with almost non-existent bezels. It's unbelievable. Mm. We've actually seen some, uh, things that, uh, some of the AV shows overseas where they've launched, uh, concepts and, and things like that where, you know, yeah, using OLED and that sort of thing, it's, mm. you know, it's literally like a, a screen that's the thickness of a, you know, thick piece of cardboard. It's, yes. it's unbelievable. It's you actually cannot even comprehend it. Uh, and you can bend it and move it and cut it into different shapes and all that sort yeah. of thing. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's amazing what uh, some of these guys yeah. are bringing out. So this TV revolution we've been on since the demise of the CRT is far from over. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was always surprised at, uh, in, in some ways surprised at how quickly sort of 3d came and it became a you know a real to me a fad and yeah. you know it wasn't long before you know it was all hd and uh mm. you know that kind of took it out yeah yeah i remember when those 3d tvs first came in and the, there, were, there was all the buzz and the the tv yeah. manufacturers were trying to sell this as the next big thing and consumers yeah. were going whoa what's the point and the prices came down so rapidly um uh, and then, and then we moved to, uh, then 4K TV came in and that yeah. seemed to happen. That transition to the cheaper pricing almost, almost seemed to happen overnight. Instant. Yeah. Um, it, one moment 1080p was, you know, a 60 inch 1080p was 20,000 rand. The next thing a 4K 60 inch TV was yeah. 20,000 rand. Um, one, one, there almost seems to be an acceleration in the adoption of these new technologies and the speed at which they come to market. One wonders whether OLED is going to be the dominant in three years. And I, and I start to wonder whether that, well, I, and I start to wonder, I think, I think it's quite plain actually that yeah. the, the, um, 
the adoption of all of this new technology is purely to, to drive sales, mm. you know, and, and that's what it is. They're competing so heavily with, you know, our mobile phone devices. So much content is being streamed and, and uh, consumed on, on phones and so on. Yeah. And, you know, gone are the days of, you know, when we had a CRT TV and you, and you had it for 10 years, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, they've almost, uh, TVs have almost become not too different to cell phones and becoming disposable and yeah. if you ever have to send one in for repair you'll understand why because you can you know buy, buy a new one, one for, yes. for less and you can fix it very yes. often yes well i i had a i must tell you a story i uh, i had a um an apple a macbook pro which um someone spilled beer on over lunch and it fried the uh, yeah. my Mac, apple was the logic board uh, so I took it in f- uh, to get a quote on on having it repaired. Yes, the machine originally cost me twenty two thousand rand. They quoted me over forty thousand rand to fix yeah. it. Yeah, F- friend of mine, very similar. Wasn't a beer, a cup of coffee yeah. o- over a uh, <laughs> over an air. Yeah, and uh, it was it was the quote was for more than it was to buy a new one. I mean, it was actually just it's crazy. It's yeah. a, you know why even bother creating the quote? Just say, yeah, yeah. There's there, there's the new sales department. Go over there, <laughs> talk to one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I know it's. it's but I suppose it's, it's a similar concept to to motor vehicles. If you had to buy, you know, yeah. put a motor vehicle together and, yeah. and spare parts, that's yeah, you know, that's what they're going to yeah. going to yeah. hit you with. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Anyway, that takes care of uh, the news and actually much more <laughs> this week. Um, let's move on to our regular features. Uh, our winner, I think, was quite easy to pick this week given its uh, its results this morning, and that's Samsung. Uh, just over the way the company has managed to turn around what was a very difficult situation in 2016 and report its biggest operating quarterly operating profit in history uh, yeah no, quite no remarkable for, quite remarkable yeah. and i won't let a, a cat out of the bag and maybe lead on to the to the loser but at least they didn't use that uh, that pr firm <laughs> indeed well, i think you just didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll lose it this week it's uh, such an obvious one and that's of course bell pottinger um and they issued a, a an apology i think it was last night now uh saying sorry for um their activities in the local market they're still con- con- conducting an investigation of what um, they did uh, on behalf of um, Oak Bay Res- Oak Bay Resources, and they called it Oak Bay Capital in their yeah. statement. Uh, someone pointed out on Twitter this morning that they did a company search, and there's no such company as Oak Bay Capital. So one wonders if they even knew the name of the company they were working for. Goodness. But um, they've consulted <laughs> they- the attorneys to do an investigation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyway, there, there's an investigation that they're now doing, and uh, uh, Victoria. I think her name is pronounced George Hegan, um, uh, has been fired. Uh, she was in charge of this account. Uh, and uh, they've issued this apology. And Twitter, uh, I was looking at my Twitter feed this morning. People are not taking them seriously. Um, they're basically saying that they should repay uh, all of the money they've made from the Guptas, which is mm. um, believed to be £100,000 a month. Yeah, I saw that retainer. I mean, yeah. that is just unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're, we're talking many millions and many millions of rands here. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people saying that they should, um, they should ma- take that money and invest it in some worthwhile charity or cause here in South Africa. I think they've caused, you know, it's absolutely. And I think they've caused immense, immense damage. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you can't even really even put a price on it. I think it's, uh, huge amounts of, uh, damage they've caused to yeah. many individuals and, mm. and, 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 you know, to the South African brand as well. Yeah. I think it's, 
It's terrible. And they're not out of trouble. Uh, There's potential investigations coming here. Um, Certainly, uh, they've been reported to the PR uh, Association. uh, I forget the name of it in the UK. We've also promised to do an investigation into whether they've broken uh, the rules when it comes to the way they've um, engaged with this client and the things they've done in the South African market. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's potential criminal liability here as well for some of the, some of the things they've done. So, really? um, yeah. potentially they're, uh, you know, the, the apology may not mean much and there's maybe more, more trouble for them, uh, down the line. Yeah. Um, but I suppose, uh, you have to start somewhere. So I wonder if they, uh, put their own apology together or do they use the, uh, services of another PR firm another to PR try and actually see how, how do we deal with this situation? The crisis management. <laughs> Would be funny if if they did that, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so I uh, had a pick this morning for our uh, uh, regular um, Apple product pick feature, and I can't remember what it was. So Simon, I know you've got something really interesting, uh, something to do with motion tracking control on stage. Yeah, and it, it's, it's I suppose it's very relevant to the world that uh, that I work in, and, and uh, unfortunately, it's not something that we're going to be seeing at at MediaTek, but it, it's a, a product called Black Tracks, and they have uh, they um, did a lot of it at. Uh, uh, ProLight and Sound in, in Germany. They launched a lot of new uh, um, technology where they've improved it a lot. But it's all around motion tracking. Um, and it's absolutely incredible what they can uh, now do on stage um, using motion control. So putting uh, little beacons onto an artist and being able to move lighting and to move fixtures and move video content around um, in various different ways Um in relation uh, to that uh, person, so it's not pre-programmed. It's it's moving, uh, it's adapting itself around the motion that that artist is going to make. Uh, yeah, quite quite some amazing. Is this stuff. something you can just hire and, and? Well, I mean, it's it's yeah, it would be very expensive. That yeah, hugely hugely mm. expensive. Um, the the rental companies are the guy. The big uh, production rental companies would who uh, buy a lot of equipment. Yeah, they would actually. You know, get something like that in, and then they would obviously rent it out and try and make a make a uh, recoup the money okay. on it, and and they make a business out of it like that. But um, yeah, I think for for a lot of the visual artists, um, I think they'll start to actually put uh, some uh, pressure on some of the rental companies to try and um, bring something like that in. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, some some amazing shows. We might be able to post a yeah, clip fact, of something. Yeah, you were showing me on YouTube uh, before yeah. we started recording uh, some some pretty amazing footage. So we'll include that YouTube video in our yeah, show notes. Kind of put it into perspective. But it's when quite you difficult see to describe in, in in voice. But uh, if very you very difficult to describe yeah. in voice. But um, yeah, when you see some amazing things happening on stage with stuff moving around, sometimes it's mm. uh, yeah, will be from something like Black Tracks. Great stuff. Great stuff. And that is our show. Uh, before we go, uh, we need to do our quiz results. Uh, Simon, do you want to um, pick up that first question? Right. So the first question, uh, MTN Group this week said it was hiring a new procurement chief. Who is he? Answer, Dirk Carl. Ikasa has suspended its CEO, Pagamile Pongwana, on a precautionary basis. Who has replaced him in an acting capacity? And that is Chief Operations Officer of Wellington and Guepe. Uh, third one was, which car maker this week is said to stop making fuel-only cars by 2019? And that is Volvo. And related to that, which country will ban the sale of fuel-based cars, diesel and petrol engine cars, by 2040? And that's France. And which fitness wearable maker this week said it was going into liquidation? And that is Jawbone. 
Yeah, that's a sad one, actually. I've used a few of their devices over the years. Have you? Uh, I, ha- I haven't used one. Yeah. But uh, they were yeah, quite I was really surprised. Mm, also, up. kind mm. of at the forefront of it in the beginning as well. Yeah, indeed, indeed. It was, um, yeah, they almost came on the scene before Fitbit. and uh, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, they were one of the earliest um, fitness tracking. Yeah, mm. I wonder what, uh, wonder what went wrong. I suppose the market is very competitive. And I suppose, I think demand I've, for those sort of devices has also kind of waned. I actually think that I mean, you look at the likes of Garmin and, and so on. I yeah. think I think probably one of their problems is that they didn't take it to the next level, where mm. some of these other guys have come on board and they've really have taken it to to a whole new new level. In you terms can get of, so much more from a, a sports watch than you can from one of these little fitness devices. Ab- absolutely, and I think that's a problem that Fitbit is facing now as well. They're trying mm. to develop a smartwatch, and I think they may be coming to the party too late. You've seen their share, their share price come off massively over the last year. A hammering. Uh, and, um, you're right. I think, I think companies like Garmin, uh, mm. and Sunto and yeah. all those guys. So Garmin and Sunto have kind of been the leaders in that. Those of, I mean, those yeah. smartwatches are pretty amazing now. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, yeah. So, and it's, and it's amazing how, yeah. you know, Garmin went through their adoption of, uh, you know, changing their business model. Yes. Um, because the likes of, uh, and I forget the other, uh, uh, device now. Um, oh, the, the, um, Tom Toms. Yeah, Tom Toms. Yeah. I mean, they really fell off the wall. I mean, they just mm. really nearly hit the wall, but they didn't, they didn't make that transition that Garmin made. Yeah. And also, I think, enough. I think, uh, the other challenge in that space was, um, I think they call them PNDs, personal navigation devices. Yeah. Uh, the other challenge, of course, was the rise of smartphones and Google Maps. Yeah. I mean, they just need a, one of these. You, you don't, you don't. You've got, you've got far more, uh, technology coming out yeah. of a Google map than you could Indeed. can actually out of those devices. Indeed. Indeed. But they've, they've tr- transitioned very well into that, uh, yeah. into that smartwatch space. Very um, much so. Done very well for themselves. Yeah. So, uh, as I said a bit earlier, that's our show. Uh, as always, if you've got any feedback, uh, you're welcome to mail us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is info at techcentral.co.za. Simon, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on this podcast. Great. Great to be here. And, uh, yeah, back to the grindstone. Hey, we've yeah. got a big show to organize. You do indeed. <laughs> and uh, we'll be there. Looking forward to seeing it. Uh, those dates again, 19 to 19 21. 19 to 21, yeah. 21 um, July. It's happening at the Dome in Randburg. What's the website if people want to go and register? Mediatech.co.za. Oh, Mediatech.co.za. Could have guessed so, that. <laughs> Register and you can get in for free uh, before next Friday. Cool, cool. And uh, be, just be warned, you're uh, probably going to want to spend a lot of money once you've been through those halls. <laughs> yeah. Simon, thanks for joining us. And uh, until our next show next Friday, uh, thanks for listening and take care. Cheers. Cheers.